Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Off now, but it's been lovely to join you for uh, James. Thank you. No worries. Thanks for um, joining us. Yeah. Enjoy everyone. Enjoy, everyone enjoy the final tomorrow, and I'm not just talking about Andy Murray in the Surbiton final. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Indeed. Thanks, James. Take care. Um, I hope. How, how long have you two got? Have you got another five minutes? Or am yeah. I pushing... yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah, that's good. Great. Let's do five minutes then. Um, tomorrow, men's final. Vanch, does Casper have? Any chance? Well, you always have a chance, but I, I just, uh, I just think he's going to be overmatched. Uh, I just, you know, if you look at their last four matches, and particularly even their two on clay that they've played each other in Rome, I think in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty two, Casper has managed to play one pretty close set, and then one, and then kind of Djokovic ran away with it. So I kind of expect maybe more of the same tomorrow. I do expect him not to be as odd by the occasion as he was last year when he was placed facing Nadal. You know, someone who he looked up to in many ways and also just, uh, the, yeah, the occasion and the moment really, really got to him and he just wasn't able to to muster any kind of a fight whatsoever. He was he seemed more happy to be there rather than playing an ultra-competitive match and actually really believing from inside that he could win. So I think uh, having been to two major finals and just the form that he's showed uh, during Roland Garros this year, you know, his draw was not simple to get to this point. He did have to face some good opponents in Yari and Runa and Zverev. Uh, even if that Zverev match was really not close in the end, but still a very good, good performance by him where he didn't put a foot wrong. So I think uh, just that confidence and belief can take him, can take him far away, and you just, you just never know. I mean, Djokovic yesterday was struggling a little bit with his forearm in the second set and had to get a medical timeout. So mm-hmm. you just never know um, if he's going to have a niggle or two in the final, particularly at at his age when you're 36. You know, it can just happen. So I. I'm not saying Root has to purely rely on that, but I do think you know some help from his from Djokovic being a little off would would certainly help him, like maybe win a set or push push the match into into a more competitive sphere. But um, I, I still think this is Djokovic's to lose um, because I I just think the matchup is very good for um, mm-hmm. for Root. Like he can just change directions very comfortably against Casper, and the backhand to yeah. backhand relevance is a big advantage. And I just don't see him being threatened a whole lot, uh, just from neutral or offensively. Very different surface, but um, and and scenario and 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 court speed. But even the Rome, sorry, even the Turin final last year, echo some of the points you just made was a bit like that. It was just like there was so many rallies, and I thought Casper's got to do something here, and he doesn't really have the weapons. His weapons, Novak can deal with them pretty comfortably. 
Um, Nick, do you have any cause for optimism for Casper or do you sort of feel a bit like Vanch and I? I, I feel the same as Vanch, to be honest. I think um, the matchup does not favour Casper Rude. Um, I think very few players do match up well against Novak Djokovic. Um, uh, I think Rude can make it a fight. He did in Turin. Um, maybe he might sneak a set, but I think, as as Vanch said, that... He has a clear weakness that Djokovic can exploit. If it is cold and rainy tomorrow, the rallies are going to be slower. He can't, he's not going to be able to hit through his forehand as much. He's probably not going to be that comfortable. Um, I I think that it's going to be an unfortunate third major final for Rude, um, which, you know, if that's the case, then I think Rude will go down as being the man in, in open era history to have the most Grand Slam finals without winning one. Uh because yeah, Andy won it on his fourth, right? Did he yeah. Win yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, he hasn't won one yet. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, completely. Um, what could go wrong then for Novak tomorrow, Vanch? I guess that's kind of what we're sort of looking at if there is going to be a Casper Ruud victory. Um, yeah. I mean, he could have he could have a day, for instance, where he's uh, like, for instance, at times in the second set against. Um, Alcaraz, his serve speed started to drop because of like the, just the physicality. I think if Root can make it really, really physical uh, and just play, like impose that big heavy forehand, it's just going to be really tough because I think where Root has gotten in trouble against Djokovic and Nadal and Alcaraz, the, those are the three players that he's played in all these big finals, is when he has to defend and basically has to scramble or chip or block or just get slices backhand in order to get back to neutral because those three players, they just have such an all-court game. They can, they can finish points very easily against Rude um, if that comes to be. But I think Rude has to like just take a lot more chances like be a lot more aggressive. And he's, that's not really comfortable for him because he has such a high-margin type game with loads of spin and it's very... Uh, like the There's not that much of a difference, let's say, between his floor and his ceiling because it's just... It's so contained and it's very consistent and metronomically good but I think he just has to take a few more risks and try to play a little bit out of his comfort zone because otherwise it's going to be a kind of a similar type of story um like if Djokovic is really feeling something physically that's where I could that's where I feel like um it could be trouble because Rude is very very good at capitalizing on uh using his fitness and physicality to win him matches so that's the only scenario where I really feel like Rude might have an yeah. But if they go to like a fourth hour, or it goes to it goes deep in in the match. I mean, I still like Djokovic to come on top, just because he's such a good big point player, and he could just conserve his energy. And we know how great he is in tie breaks and when it really matters. But at, at least if Rude can ask that question and push him to that point, then um, that would be very interesting to see. Yeah, I agree. I mean, at least it's not as you say, Rafa, Roland Garros first. Um, French Open final and I, and I don't just mean Rafa's obviously unbelievable record in Paris but also because of that dynamic between him and Casper uh, and it's Casper's now in his third final so he's not somebody I think he maybe was a bit overawed in, in Paris but he wasn't overawed at all in New York where it was super competitive for three sets he just had a five or ten minute spell against Carlos in the tiebreak and in the beginning of the fourth set. And unfortunately, that was decisive for him. Uh, he can't afford to have any such spell tomorrow. I think he can't really afford to get behind on the scoreboard either. 
Um, you know, if, if Novak takes that first set, then I, I, you know, a straight sets win would be the most logical conclusion. Um, and and as far as Novak's concerned, well, I guess he. The thing is, as well as I don't see a tactic. It's not like even against Carlos, yeah. it's like well, you can you can do what Jan Leonard Struff did. You could do maybe what Marajan did. Um, I I don't really know what what Casper can do <laughs> to do something. It's not like he's got a huge serve that could you know John Isner or, or Opelka. You know, we, we could just you know it could be John Isner in this final tomorrow. And we'll go well. If Isner has a normal serving day and ekes out a tie break, I don't even see see that route to success for Casper because all of Casper's sort of strengths, his solidity, his ability to to hang in rallies, his his forehand, for example, these are all things that Novak can deal with pretty comfortably. I would say. I don't know if you have any other thoughts on that, Nick. I, I would agree completely. Um, I think they're. Uh... Yeah, the mat, um, that matchup is is just not beneficial for him um, at the minute, and um, well, we'll have to see. I think you know that's not right off. We we almost wrote off this final today, and how wrong wrong were we? Um, so um, let's see what happens. Maybe he'll come out swinging um, at Novak and uh, catch him out a little bit early doors, and then it's game on. Um, but we'll we'll have to see how it goes. I'm excited to see what happens. And as you touched on last night, Nick, during your commentary, uh, Novak now, I, I always think for him it's the French Open, really, uh, in terms of shots at the calendar slam, because then it becomes something. You know, if he wins tomorrow, then it does, then it becomes a legitimate question because, you know, he's the best hardcore player of all time, and we've got one of those to come. His record at Wimbledon just gets better with every year, and he'll go in as a hot favourite. He'll go in as a favourite for the last two slams of the year, I would mm. have thought. Um, or certainly in 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 New York, probably joint favourites with Carlos, depending on where their form is at. So if it's it's all about the French. So it was the year when he that year when he had a shot at it in New York in 2021. It was all it, it, the narrative uh, started from the minute he beat Rafa in the semis, if you yeah. like. And so that will gather pace tomorrow if if he wins. There's, um, there's a lot like the, on the line for Djokovic tomorrow because he's going for 23 course. majors, three French Opens. He'll have it would be at least three um every slam um he'd be going for well he's going to be world number one again if he wins um okay. tomorrow yeah he's going to be back to number one if he wins tomorrow and he'd be halfway to the calendar slam again again yeah, yeah. and i and i think it would become a, a possibility i i still think that maybe carlos will have something to say about that especially in new york but uh um, i think new york you've got three guys in the mix for that which is Djokovic, alcaraz and medvedev yeah if yeah. Medvedev is, is is in the form that he has shown and, until Paris and and maybe Sinner as well, but we'll, that's a long way away yet. But um, Vanch, any final thoughts on Novak before we bring this to a close? No, I think uh, it's just uh, it's just kind of amazing how he can just peak for these majors now because I mean there wasn't that much that he really did after winning Australia and in in Roland Garros, uh, and I think. Mm -hmm. We once again, for the millionth time, kind of under, at least I did. Uh, I think maybe Nick, I think you had actually, uh, you know, uh, you had him beating Alcaraz. But I think for yet again, I kind of underestimated his his big match paralysis. And I knew not to look at too much into the form heading into the semis. But I certainly um, once again underestimated his his ability to just be able to last physically. Like I think just the endurance and the physicality, it's not enough, has really declined in that department. And he's improved so many other areas that now we're looking at 
potentially like if he wins Wimbledon, I was thinking about this actually just this morning. If he wins Wimbledon, he'll have won twelve majors after the age of thirty-one. So wow. he'll have won half his total. Major tally after twenty eighteen. And it's like between two thousand and eight and twenty eighteen Wimbledon, he won twelve. And now he's just gonna win twelve in the, just that five year span. It's pretty insane. And when you think consider that he missed two slams last year and that he was defaulted out of one of them and there was no Wimbledon in twenty twenty. And in, in, in the 2019 U.S. Open, he had to retire with a shoulder issue against Wawrinka. Mm-hmm. So it's like he could have had even more. It's, it's kind of insane. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Um, well, let's see, because we may be having a very different conversation in 24 hours. But um, I think all of us, at least within, among the three of us, all suspect that he will get 23 tomorrow. But I, I hope to see a competitive final. And as Nick touched upon, if we can, we all thought, I just looked at a stat before this match today between Igor and, and Carolina as well, that was like 86% uh, win likelihood for for Igor. And I, and I guess that would be pretty sim- similar for tomorrow regarding Novak. But if we see an amazing final, if we see anything close to today's women's final, that would just be amazing. Listen, Vanch and Nick, of course, Nick has been with us throughout this women's final and also for the debrief afterwards, but also Vanch for your little cameo at the end. Thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much, John, for for having me. It's always fun to recap these matches after the big stakes. And Nick as well. Thank you for joining us. Um, Thank you for having me on. I hope I did it justice. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you sure, sure, sure did. And of course, we'll be seeing Nick again on Monday for the WTA weekly show, which will be returning. We'll also have the ATP weekly back on Monday as well, which will continue throughout the grass court season. And to the rest of you, um, make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe. You're going to get a reminder to do that as well in a second. And um, yeah, thank you, Tennis Talking Tennis World, for stopping by. I couldn't deliver that closure anywhere near as well as what Nick always does it. Uh, I sort of fumbled over my words, so I'm just going to stop talking if you enjoyed this video make sure you hit that like button don't forget to subscribe and click that notification bell so you don't miss out on all things tennis sports social podcast network